Cameron, my mind was blown the other day when I found out that Ice Cube was a voice actor in Call of Duty Black Ops. Really? Is that true? What did he it's play? A, it's a hundred percent true. He was a multiplayer announcer. Being a huge fan of Black Ops, like the fact that I didn't know this mm. just blew my mind. My friend Daniel actually told me about it. That he's the guy that's like enemy spot playing in the air. Like there, he had like specific lines, and he played it. And w- as soon as he told me that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's totally Ice Cube." <laughs> yeah, how did I not know that? Right, What's even crazier right. is, did you know that Call of Duty had DLC packs where you could buy voices of different announcers, and Snoop Dogg was one of them? Did you know this? I had absolutely no idea. What so, Call of Duty? This is crazy. So the one that didn't sell at all, uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, which is an understatement. It sold fine. It was just not well received. Had this feature where you could buy DLC announcer packs. And so they sold different ones like Drill Sergeant who would yell at you and cuss at you and tell you you're playing horribly and tell you to capture Objective C or whatever. But they also sold one that was just Snoop Dogg, the real Snoop Dogg. Just saying all of his weird slang terms and everything as you play Call of Duty, so you'd kill someone. That's kind of wonderful. It was it honestly amazing. Like I would pay for it, and so I was playing uh, some Call of Duty with the friends the other day, and we were talking about this. I was like, man, like I really wish that we could have those custom announcers. They had no idea about this, and that should be a feature that's in more games. Like that's a great idea that's, for like yeah, celebrity really, appearances, especially like. Um, uh, I don't know. Is that, that's like good DLC for like a a multiplayer game because it's totally it's totally something that people would be like, yeah, I want that. But it's not like cosmetics, you know, where it's like kind of dumb. Like people would pay for it just because it's funny, you know. Here's my know. thought, though. Here, it's here's not why very, I think it, the thing is, it's not very thematic. You know, it's not like it wouldn't work in Modern Warfare because that's such a like gritty game, you know? Well, but they've they've so this is why I believe Activision changed their course on it, because (laughs) I'm sorry. How do you I just pulled up the video of (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to it? Yeah, it's incredible. It is quite incredible. That's that's really funny. Yeah. So. The reason I think that they probably stopped putting the money into this is because it's a cause or it is a cosmetic quote quote, an audio cosmetic that you can't show off, you know? Yeah. There's no way to incentivize other players to buy it unless you are just like having them over to your house to play the game and you're showing it off to them, right? Yeah. And it's, and the thing is, it's probably um, expensive. It was probably expensive to get Snoop Dogg to, to record it and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I mean, I get it, but it's funny. (laughs) It's incredible. What, what they've done now is they've taken real life. Like it's, it's really weird. Actually, the newest modern warfare is like recruiting gun YouTubers I, I know that's weird, but, like, they have real-life YouTube figures uh, as skins in the game for the seasons. Hmm. So there's, like, this chick that shoots guns on YouTube. I don't know the name of her channel, but I've seen her videos before. She has tattoos and she always wears a tank top, and she's always shooting guns on YouTube, and she's, like, a skin for season one. And then they also had this Asian guy, and his skin's called uh, Ronin, and I was looking at him because he's like, he is the loading screen now. And I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. And then on my YouTube recommended, there he was, like using an M4 and showing like the difference between the guy. I'm like, this is a strange kind of way to reach like the YouTube community, you know? Right. Yeah. 
It's yeah, not no, as big as celebrities. It's not as like expensive as celebrities, but there's like still that appeal to like you know. It, it's just interesting that yeah. what what their decisions, uh, what decisions that company chooses to to sell cosmetics. And you know what else is interesting? Uh, hopefully, this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to everything <laughs> comes from something. Uh, my name is Isaac. My name is Cameron. I don't think so. I think this. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'll we're gonna have this. a hard time. This podcast episode will definitely be one of those open-ended brainstorms. We are not going to be speaking from the greatest, deepest knowledge uh, on sports, but today's episode is all about sports and our experience playing them, watching them, uh, just everything sports-related. We are not hardcore fans. Uh, we are not... I can't tell you stats on any players. Cameron, are you, did you ever get into sports so much that you like wanted to... Like oh, like you knew the stats of a full team and you understood like the full complexity of that. No, absolutely not. And you know, to be honest, it's kind of the nerdy thing that you'd think I would be into. You know, uh, but no, I, I definitely not. My brother is really into. My older brother is really into that. Um, he used I, to play the game Football Manager um, or Baseball oh, Manager man. or something. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. basically just like a spreadsheet. <laughs> That sounds like a game I want to play for sure. Yeah, and and so he he was like super into that that kind of thing. I I just never really I don't know. There's something about there's something about watching sports that always like just like bores bores the crap out of me. You know what I mean? I need to say this like just up front. If you are a huge sports fan, I have a truth bomb for you. <laughs> You're a nerd. All yeah, right, it's, it's true. true. Like, I mean, sports fans that are like super fans are the nerdiest people I think yeah, I've ever are. met. They 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 dress up. They're like cosplayers. They dress up yeah, as their the favorite same thing. favorite characters. They they get little toys. Uh, they get they get playing cards that they just collect. They don't even. There's not even a game that you can play with the cards. <laughs> you it's just collect ridiculous. it. <laughs> Well, we're going to get into sports and more, but first we want to let you know, if you enjoy this episode and what we're doing here at Everything Comes From Something, you can check us out at patreon.com slash podcast. throw a couple dollars our way, get exclusive benefits like a Patreon episode every month, get your questions read on the air. If you don't have money, that's okay, we totally get it. Um, you can tell friends and family about the podcast, that's how the show grows, give us a rating on iTunes, all that stuff helps. I have a question from the show, but I want to say that this is a black market question. This is not a question that I would usually read. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it disappoints me uh, that JD would even reach out to me. We have a friend named JD. He's been on the show, and he said, hey, I have a question for the show. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, you're not a patron, so mm. no. And then he Venmos me a dollar. Is this Venmo. true? Is that really? It's 100% true. Serious? I say, what do you take me for? Some content creator hooker or something? Like, what? what is this? You he know, just doesn't I want to make a Patreon account. I want I you it. to subscribe every week and every month get charged, dude. I want you to forget about it, you know? But Call JD, me an really, evil corporatist you, or whatever. You have, to, you have to remember that I control the purse. So you have to send me the money and then you get your, your question right on air. So for that reason, <laughs> we're skipping the question. No, I'm just kidding. We're not <laughs> Uh, we don't have any other questions from Patreons right now, so I guess we will submit to this uh, illegal act, I Ill would say. <laughs> His question is this. 
if you could put your brain in a jar and attach it to any kind of robot body, what would it be? What would it look like? And what is its function? If, if you didn't listen to the last episode, which was by far probably one of the most filler episodes of the show, <laughs> um, we spent half of it discussing putting your brain in a robot or in a jar for future it was not half it was not it, come on that's that's was a serious s- exaggeration it was a subject that brought up was brought up too many times and to be honest i'm not happy to see it return for another episode <laughs> but uh so, because so i the guess question there was is mo- if you if you like w- if you could design your own like brain robot th- there's sure a, there's a couple there's a couple different directions that you could go right um who's that one from teenage mutant ninja turtles um, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, cr- uh, cr- uh, what's his Krang? Shredder? Yeah, Krang. I don't Do you know. know I didn't watch enough. No, I didn't watch enough. Okay, of it. okay. Look up. Look him up. Um, basically, it's just like a big dude, and then Krang, the the brain, is like inside the dude's stomach, basically. Um, so you could go oh. that way. <laughs> <laughs> I do recognize this guy somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh, Krang is in the movie? Yeah, he is. He's in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? Yeah, he's in Secret of the Universe. This is no joke. No, no, no. I'm talking about like oh, the no. newest 2016 oh, is movie. Is that he true? He straight up looks like Davy Jones, dude. <laughs> Davy um, Jones in the stomach and Well, Bebop and Rocksteady are in the new movie too. I didn't see that one. I heard it was pretty good though. Um... If you like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I did, I I used to love that show, the the kids one, um, yeah, it was my favorite. But uh, yeah, so you could go with like the Krang angle, right? But then I'm also thinking, what about um, George Lopez's character in Shark Boy and Lava Girl, <laughs> where he's just a big face <laughs> on like an oh. electrified body? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Uh, I'm sadly about to know what you're talking about. Give me a second. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, so I, I recently built this new PC, and so I've been doing a lot of creative work on it. I wonder how loud my keyboard is, if it's, it's going to pick up on the loud, mic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably loud, but that doesn't matter. Are you trying to listen to it? No, I'm not. I'm just... Well, I'm looking it up. Hmm. Oh my gosh, this is hideous. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you, uh, okay, if you're not familiar, th- this is legit a big metal circle, <laughs> and George Lopez's face is just green screened onto it. Yeah. It's like, you don't see his hair, it's just his face zoomed in. It almost looks like, it looks like a terrible Skype photo. Or a, yeah, or, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's exactly one. what it looks like. Or like a zoom circle. Or, or something like that. Anyways. Uh, and then the circle has electricity coming out of the sides where he has claws and electricity coming out of the bottom, which are his feet. So he has four streams of electricity. I, th- I think you get the point. It's hideous. Um, no, I, I don't think I would pick either of those. Okay, so how about this? Do you know Liberty Prime from, from Fallout 4? I do. So he's not a brain I, I, robot. I'm done looking up things because but I, I he's I can't pretty awesome, him. and he also hates communism. So I think I'm gonna go with Liberty Prime. That's I a w- good choice. I think I that's fitting like for you. Prime. Yeah, I think that's fitting for for me. Um, I don't know why I'm just thinking about General Grievous. Hmm. Interesting. I just feel like that's fitting because he has a brain in his head, but but then his eye, like where would my eyes be? Because he has natural, you know, biological eyes or something right. like that. So. 
But nevertheless, uh, hopefully that answered your question, JD. <laughs> and uh, please don't ever ask us another one. What a terrible question. For my own sake. And, and don't send us money on Venmo. We'll ban you. You could just send me money on Venmo if you want. I don't care. If you send it to Cameron, he will literally not use it for the podcast funds. He will actually just use it for himself. Yeah, sure. He'll just buy burgers and uh, call it a day. Why not? Yeah. Cameron, I think it's time to get into the topic at hand. Okay. But before we do, uh, before we talk about sports, obviously there's a lot going on in the world, uh, stuff with Black Lives Matter. I just want to take a quick minute to address it as a show. You know, we're Cameron and I are blessed uh, to have a small platform, but we appreciate you guys. We're not going to spend too much time on this. Um, but what happened to George Floyd, Cameron and I were discussing before the show. Uh, we are late to this subject, but we thought it was quite tragic. Obviously, um, racism is horrible. So we have no problem openly stating that on this show. And we hope you're staying safe out there. We're obviously mourning that terrible event that happened. And yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to be said about it. There's a lot of things being flung out. I just felt like it was wrong to not address it and talk about it. I mean, it's been heavy on my heart. And even when I was talking to Cameron before the show about it, I was just like, man, I really feel like we just need to say something. Uh, I, I know a lot of cops. I know a lot of good cops um, that are out there. But some, some of the things that are thrown at police right now, I think it's good to always be skeptical and critical and encourage reform. Um, yeah, there's... There's a there's a lot of different opinions being flung out. I know I'm probably not putting it as 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 well as I can, but I genuinely think that you know looking at some of the options for police reform and keeping accountability is healthy. Uh, we just wanted to say that, Cameron. Is there anything you want to add to it? I know we don't want to get into it too heavily, and I'm not the most educated on this, but yeah. Well, any thoughts? I, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, I think one thing that we got to keep in mind is that. Um, you know, whether or not we're, um, you know, obviously what, what, um, that officer did to George Floyd was, was wrong. And, and I think, I think we do have to look at coming up with solutions on, on how, how it, how something like that doesn't, doesn't happen. Um, and, and I think there are actionable steps. Um, I think there are things that we can, uh, we could talk about policy-wise that would make things better, um, but I think we do have to have a real honest discussion about what um, what those steps are, and and we have to be realistic about about what we're what we're going towards. And I think everybody, I don't know, I think there's a tendency to get really dug in on on one side or another, and and kind of I don't know, keep um, keep uh, keep the other side as sort of like an enemy. But I think we all want the same thing. We're at the end of the day, we're all Americans. You know, we all um, can come up with a with a positive solution. And I I don't think I don't think we have to look at each other as enemies. I think we should we should come together and um, and actually try to try to find you know find a good um, solution. I guess so. Yeah, that's all. That's really well. Yeah, that's really well put. Black Lives Matter for sure. And. Um yeah, we're we're hoping and praying for good change in this country, and I just thought it was important to address it. So, uh, again, we hope you guys are staying safe, especially with the pandemic stuff. But Cameron, I think it's time to move in to the subject at hand, which is sports. Definitely more lighthearted. Um, 
and maybe truthfully almost kind of related because we might not be overly qualified to talk about this Cameron what is <laughs> what is your experience been with sports in the well, past well you see so i used to play sports as as every young boy does uh, growing up you know i played soccer i played baseball um i even played uh flag football for a while in fact i I broke someone's arm in flag football, uh, so that was fun. How did um, that feel for you? I, I just have to ask. Uh, well, it hurt because he hit me in the face, so, um, you know. You broke it, his arm with your head? Yeah. Thick skull. I always yeah, said exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, you know. so he was going for the flag. I was going for the flag on the opposite direction, and he 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 missed the flag in his, in his hand, like the the – you know the the forearm basically came up and smacked me right in the nose um both of us were just laid out pretty much um and he broke his arm and i broke my nose so you know that was that um well that but, sounds miserable my my experience with injury in sports happened when i played football in high school i got a concussion but it was sort of an opposite experience where like the guy who knocked me out was like totally hyped afterwards <laughs> and i'd like I blacked out and then woke up like three seconds later with a bunch of people over me like, sure. are you okay? So, I mean, I don't know. It kind of makes me more happy that you guys both kind of took the hit, whereas in that situation, I just look like a loser. <laughs> kind of tra- traumatic for me as a sure, high schooler. Yeah, but. yeah no, I, I, think, I think there's something really weird about playing sports when you're a kid, or at, at least for me. Like, I always enjoyed playing sports like with my family, you know, like we would, we would have big football games in the backyard or we would play basketball or, or whatever else. But when I was in like a league, like I always just felt really disinterested by it, I guess. Um, Mm, mm. and, And there was something about like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It might've just been like the scale from, from when I was, when I was, too young to play in like a team of like 10 other people you know what i mean like yeah you know because because when you're when you're standing there on defense or whatever you know in soccer you're not <laughs> you're you're bored you know if i'm like five years old i'm not i'm not trying to try to defend the goal you know so like so like when i was a kid i always just i i just kind of lost interest in things um like frequently on on the field uh as well as like i just didn't think about it or didn't really care i guess um with the leagues that i was playing in but but i mean my parents still tried my parents still tried to get me (laughs) to to play sports um but i don't know i just never really there was something about the organized sport thing that didn't really appeal to me i guess um and then when i was i you see that the two sports that i always really wanted to play um, my mom didn't allow me, uh, to play it. Sorry, mom. I'm throwing her under the bus kind of, uh, but <laughs> I, I always really wanted to play hockey first and foremost, cause all my friends mm. played hockey weirdly. Um, yeah, I'd like, I had like three or four friends who played hockey, um, in elementary school and junior high. And then, um, I, I always want to play, wanted to play football as well. Like the, you know, the, what is, what's the kids one where they have, um, they have pads and stuff. Was it like flag football or 
No, 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 no. Like, uh, what? What's the little? Ki- There's like a little kid little league. league. No, no, that's baseball. Oh shoot. Um, there's, I know what you're talking about. Oh man. It's um, like on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. There's like a kid's football league. I don't remember. Uh, pop Warner. That's what it was. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I always wanted to play pop Warner. Um, and I don't know. There was something, there was something kind of romantic about, about like, oh yeah, you know, there's pads and we get to hit each other and blah, blah, blah. And same, same with, did you actually, did you ever play like, or did you ever? play uh did you ever do like martial arts or anything no no i never did yeah so i did um i did karate for for several years actually um probably was like four or five years um and then once once we got to a place where uh, where we were sparring uh my mom didn't really want me to 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 spar because you know obviously she's worried about brain injuries and makes sense fair enough but when i was a kid i was like Dang, I want to, I want to hit someone, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like something, there's something kind of fun about about that, I guess, uh, when you're a kid. And so, yeah, so that was kind of my my growing up. I, you know, I I wanted to play other sports, um, but I was stuck with like the ones that I didn't want to play, <laughs> which was like baseball and basketball, pretty much. It's interesting because there is, I don't know why, like. I never really expressed that I genuinely wanted to play sports to my mom. Instead, she would, like, come to me and say, hey, like, you should sign up for this sport or you need to play a sport this year at school. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was up until middle school. And then once I hit high school, I just didn't play sports because they took... I I mean, to be real, like, the amount of time that people were, were, like, required to practice and play in high school was just, like unbelievable for yeah, some sports no, um i know that swimming like they swam in the morning and the afternoon Ugh. and i was just like no way dude i'm not doing that <laughs> you know there's just way too much time yeah and so yeah like the sports didn't really appeal to me unless i was like really pushed into it and my mom she signed me up for basketball and like private leagues and i enjoyed it but i think i know what you're talking about about like that boredom because the boredom for me hit me uh, in rehearsal because rehearsal was just kind of okay, you know, but it was the games, which weren't really all that serious to be, to be real. It was just a private league and we were kids, right? The games is where I, I had full interest the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure those games were absolutely terrible. Like nothing <laughs> really happened. But for me, that was like the game went by in like a heartbeat, you know? Yeah. They yeah. were so fast and fun and exciting and basketball, in my opinion, it's just one of those sports that's like it's always moving. You're always moving, Definitely. and it's fun. Like to me, I think basketball is one of the best sports that we have. Right? Oppositely, you know, soccer should be one of those sports. And I was signed up to play in a private league towards the end of middle school, and I played soccer with my friend Jonathan, who's been on the show. And I found it very strange that I spent a lot of time just standing and waiting because we played zone zones and soccer. You're right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is miserable. You know, I want to break zone. I want to run after the ball, but then yeah. I'll be exhausted, right? Yeah. So, I mean, stuff like that. And it, then It was the get- same. Um, so, I played baseball, like, when I was really young. I played it for a couple years. Um, Dude, baseball is just the worst. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you like baseball, that is like a child's, like, unless you're pitching or batting, 
It's just boring, dude. Yeah. So like, what I was gonna so say, boring. what I was gonna say is they put me. You know, I'm like in second grade or whatever, third grade. They put me uh, as right field because I guess I sucked. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I was never a top performer, so I always got put in positions that were even more. But like, yeah, exactly. That, that's the thing that that is horrible is that if you're a bad player in these sports leagues, they would put you in positions that weren't that important, and it made you want to play the sport even less. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like, how is that supposed to turn you into a all star player or someone that actually likes the sport when the whole time you're playing a position that's just miserable? You know? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then I actually, I ended up, um, wrestling my freshman year of, of high school. Um, and I did really like that, even though the, the rules for wrestling are like really messed up. Do you, do you know about this? Um, no, 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 I never wrestled. So like there's individual match performance, right? So like, um, you can either, you can either pin someone or, or there's like score, basically you you know a takedown is a certain amount of points uh if you get up it's a certain amount of points and yada 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 um so on and so on so there's like scoring involved and then there's um then there's like if you get if you get pinned blah blah blah. um and so that's how you win your individual score but when a school uh like goes to a match basically so so it's like one school will go to another school right it's just like any other game um and instead of uh instead of all of the, the, the so like let's say let's say the wrestling team uh, at Bellarmine has like 30 people on it right but the right. wrestling team at Valley has 10 people um okay. they will score all of the games that have um that that one of the schools has a weight class in so let's say you know since bellerman has 30 kids that means they're winning um they're winning 20 out of the 30 of those (laughs) of those matches that that aren't even played um so like so like the match gets scored because bellerman has someone in that weight class and it's scored as an automatic win for for bellerman So, so like that's that's the kind of that's the kind of weird crap that is like. It it just makes it unfair for for like the schools that don't really have a a strong wrestling team, you know. Um, so like uh, in, in in my freshman year, I got really frustrated with with the way th- you know that was because um, we were we were doing well individually, you know, like we had good wrestlers on our team you know i was i was at one point i was wrestling in the varsity um uh in varsity even though i was like a freshman um Mm -hmm. uh, just because i was small and and they needed someone in in that weight class you know um and so we were we were doing well and our coach was really good but we we couldn't win it was just an impossibility you know just based on the fact that we didn't have enough people and you know whoever we were wrestling had more so so i got really frustrated with that and that's kind of one of the reasons why i quit also as as you were saying like it takes a lot of time you know it takes so much time like we were we practiced every day um after school for four hours so yeah dude that's like yeah and i think it just ramps up as you go on because i played a lot of different sports in middle school i did track and field which 
I, I mean, there was a part of me that really liked it. But when I signed up for track and field, I was kind of hoping that I would get to play different events and be in like a mini Olympics. But instead, they just kind of pushed you to be into small, specific events that you would compete in. Mm -hmm. So I got stuck in discus, which (laughs) like an hour of throwing a disc far is not that fun. Like it's it's really not. Um, Actually, my favorite sport that I ended up playing was volleyball in middle school and the reason it was so fun to me is because like first of all just trying to keep the ball up in the air between like two sides like when we were practicing was really entertaining for me I'm not sure why like it was just like all of us are working together we're all on the same team right Mm -hmm. a team and b team are on two different sides we're all just working to try to keep the ball up right and that was like one of the ways we would practice. Obviously, that's probably not how competitive teams practice. They probably practice to win against each other. But that time during practice was fun because it was just kind of engaging besides the warm-up stuff. Yeah. And then when you actually get to the game, there's like this like close cooperativeness where it's like you're kind of surrounded by five other people, right? And you just wanted to try to make sure the ball didn't hit the ground there. And I found it so fun that I had knee pads and we played in these gyms, right? We weren't playing sand. Mm -hmm. So it was like you basically became a Titanfall, like first person (laughs) shooter guy where you're sliding around everywhere. Mm. Like every single hit towards the end of that season, I was just going for slides because I really wanted to hit the ball and save it. Yeah. And it was really exciting to know that if I hit it and it went up and I saved it, someone else would have to step in and finish the job right Mm. so there was just like this team synergy kind of thing and it was kinetic and it was fun and for me i was like i love i love volleyball and i and i've played it on sand like just casually with friends after high school and obviously i played in middle school right i didn't play in high school yeah yeah but like it's still super fun um yeah and i don't know like for me i was like this is the one that i think if I really wanted to play more, that's what I would play, you know? Yeah. So you wrestled in high school, Cameron, and you played basketball. You did some karate. Were there any other sports you played or you covered it all? Um, n- no, unless we're counting, and this is where I think I, I, think I, I shined the most, I would say, as far as skill and or talent um i loved like um i loved skateboarding and and like rollerblading and i don't know if that counts necessarily as sports uh but i mean they were like outdoor activities i guess so like yeah yeah um so i i would consider them sports but i i was really into um like street skating and trying to trying to figure out tricks um and I think I, I think I started to get pretty okay. Um, like I could do stalls and and like some manual stuff. Um, I never, I still never got down my kickflips, uh, but I could pop shove and I could, I could do a couple other things. And so I, you know, I was getting, I was, I felt like I was getting all right, you know, as as far as skateboarding goes. Um, and then I kind of just fell off it. Um, and I picked it up more recently. Um, and that's been really fun. I, I've been, I've been really enjoying that, but like, I don't know what, what's your experience with like outdoor, 
I guess activities are they even they're not really sports because there's not there's not like a a goal I guess um, well I would say that skating is somewhat of a sport I mean I I love longboarding if you've listened to this show you know it uh, I was into normal skating for a little while but I was just I could never land any tricks or do anything besides like manuals I guess um and I would constantly fail at the same heel flip move and not change the way I was doing it. So I don't know, like skating is hard. Like if you're actually trying to get into doing tricks and stuff, but I think it's one of those, um, outdoor activities that I feel like once you're kind of getting good, like there's just such a beautiful flow to the way that skating goes. And it's, you're kind of riding and constantly scanning what to do and how to use the environment around you. And that's usually why, probably most skaters are, are not welcome in areas because, you know, you can grind on things and damage property. Um, <laughs> I know when I, when I used to skate, people would give me horrible looks and I wasn't doing yeah. that. I was riding a longboard. I was like, I can't grind on anything. Like, give me a break. You know, I'm just riding. And so I think skating by far is like one of those outdoor activities that I just, I absolutely love. And anything next to that with scooters and you know ripsticks mm-hmm. there's just something fun about like riding a board um yeah. it feels like you're surfing asphalt you know like i don't, I don't know like it's just it, it can be really unique and and very peaceful and and i think that's why i like it yeah on the opposite end biking is something that i did a lot when i was younger i used to bike to school a lot and recently i've just because my brother's got into it um been kind of messing around with mountain biking now mm. i didn't realize that mountain biking took so much athletic skill i oh yeah when, when i when i rode uh bikes it was like you just rode and maybe it was because i had been riding so much since i was a kid that it just was natural right but like the the effort of standing up and pedaling like I would do that pretty regularly mm. is something that you're not supposed to do in mountain biking. And my brother taught me when we were riding, we we're doing some, uh, I think it was called the crossbacks. I don't, I don't know if that's the exact Switch, term, switchbacks. switchbacks. Yeah. We were doing switchbacks. So apparently like when you're mountain biking, you're supposed to remain seated. And the goal is to have a consistent power flow on the pedals so that the dirt doesn't slip under your treads. And so you basically have to be consistently pedaling on this uphill slant and not stop that consistency. Otherwise, you'll start sliding or drifting or falling off the bike. And it's hard, dude. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not good at this at all. But the rewarding part is the downhill, obviously. And you get, like, kind of this cool experience where you lean backwards and get low. Like, your butt kind of hangs off the back of the bike. And then you really get to lean into turns. And so, like, that was something I was experimenting with, and it all kind of came back to me because I had some of that experience when I was younger. I had a friend down the street who rode bikes a lot more than me, and once we got to, like, hang out together and we went to this bike park that was like a dirt bike park, Mm -hmm. and for some reason, this experience is just engraved into my brain as one of the coolest, I guess, outdoor or athletic activities I did because they were these natural dirt tracks, uh, just formed by other people riding. There were like these pits or like holes that people, uh, rode their bikes around, you know, kind of like half pipe ish. 
and there were all these different jumps that you'd fly off, get high air, and then land. And man, I ripped up my knees so much on that trip, but it was so fun. It was so fun. Um, I don't even know what it'd be like to do as an adult, but as a kid, you know, you're just indestructible. So yeah. doing something like that was super fun. And when I, when I experimented with mountain biking, I know this is a random long tangent, but riding again, the, doing that downhill, like brought me back to that moment where I was like, oh yeah, I do know how to do this. I do know how to lean into turns. And it was really rewarding, and I was pretty sore afterwards. So I, I haven't messed around too much with mountain biking with the shelter in place and the quarantine and all that. Um, I've done a little bit here and there, but it's been cool to kind of re-explore the love for that activity for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been um, – yeah, that's been – that's interesting. So we've been biking more in my family because, um, well, one – I guess my brother has like a bunch of bikes and he loves, he loves to bike my, my little brother. Um, and Kiana actually just got a bike this weekend. Um, and she, cause she had never really had one before. Um, and so today even we went on like a really, a pretty far bike ride. We went like 12 miles, I think. Um, and, and it was fun. Um, my, my little brother has a, um, has a an electric bike um have you have you seen these i've seen them i i really don't get it but yeah like the pedal assist bikes um yeah yeah it's really nice (laughs) yeah it's it's really nice but doesn't that sort of defeat the purpose well um yeah i guess (laughs) i don't get like because there have been a lot of people who are like yeah i gotta get fresh air i'm gonna go out and exercise they get these electric bikes i mean first of all at the small town Los Gatos that's sort of near us local, there are some like punk kids that um, have like these electric bike squads because uh, they're all rich over there. You know, there's there's <laughs> not like they don't they don't ride normal bikes. They ride these electric bikes and they ride them in. Squ- it's, it's really funny. Uh, I saw a group of them. They're they're like kind of gripping the handlebars like they're a biker gang. It's 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 quite comical, but I was also looking at it and being being like, that's not really getting their energy out, you know. They're they're kind of just cruising around, and yeah, I guess that's well, cool. But. Well, I mean, it depend. It definitely depends on like what kind of a, like I don't know, like if you're going for a really long, like bike ride, it's nice to have to have something to to help you uh but i mean when i'm when i'm riding with people who don't have the pedal assist i'm obviously not using it and it's just like a way heavier bike so it's like <laughs> it's like kind of harder to be honest um but i don't know it's it's fun it's it's a good mountain biking bike too because it's got really good shocks um yeah i feel like the pedal assist is good for either like super long mountain biking or commute like i feel like that's yeah, like definitely. a commuter's bike right? definitely so, but yeah, no, I, I liked biking a lot. Um, obviously playing like your own stripped down weird versions of sports outside when we were younger was cool. And, and also adapting sports into two player modes. Cause I had a brother, right? So mm-hmm. it was always interesting to see like, okay, we can't play football, right? That doesn't really make sense. Um, we can't play a full basketball game with one hoop and two people, but we can play, you know, uh, horse isn't that what it's called yeah you can play horse together or we can do like a one-on-one thing or you know with with the football you can do like a 
what's it called? The flags up. Is that is that the right one? Yeah, three flags up. You can't yes. really play that with two people. <laughs> I guess you're right. You're just throwing the football back and forth. Yeah. Now you're both the quarterback, right? So, yeah, it's 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 interesting um, how sports kind of adapt in a local act outdoor activity sort of sort of way. Cameron, did you in, enjoy any of the? I guess extreme sport adaptations, so like ultimate frisbee or like those spike ball games or things like that. Yeah, so my, I I had a bunch of friends who were like super into the spike ball thing for for a while. Um, I played it a couple times. It was fun. I just didn't like. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really like dive full head first into it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but it was it was fun. It was it was all right. Um. I like spike ball. I just don't. Is is this weird? But like, sometimes the design, the way people set up the net is not like springy enough, and then it just feels. I don't know. It just feels weird when you're playing. Yeah, I think I think it probably has to do with like, if you have like a really old net, you know what I mean. Anyway, so that's I mean completely off topic. Yeah, totally. But but okay. So recently, so as you know, my my older brother has been sort of back in town um he's been uh kind of going in and out uh recently um like back to LA he went he went back for a couple weeks and then he's he's going to come up this week um and we have been having just like j- the ultimate time of like playing basketball every day and it's been super weird um because like basketball was never really something that I that I felt like confident in, I guess it was never really something that I felt very good at. Um, but recently because we've been playing so much and because, you know, we're all, I mean, we're all probably around the same skill level, I guess. Um, Caleb is really good. My older brother. Uh, but like we've just been having extremely competitive games. So we play 21. Do you know about 21? Yeah, I think so, but it refresh the rules for me. Yeah, so basically it's like uh all against all, right? So uh you're you're trying to go for rebounds and um you know, and things like that. You're obviously playing defense on everyone. Uh everybody's playing defense on everyone. And so when someone scores, they get to shoot at the free throw line. They shoot three times, and then your your goal is to get to 21. If you go past 21, um, you have to go back to 13. Um, uh, and and that's kind of. I'm that. pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've played this, and I thought it was great. There's another basketball game that's like, there's two people, but there's like a line. Do you know what I'm talking about? What's that game called? Knockout. Yeah, knockout. Knockout's really good. Like that's one of my favorites. Yeah, but yeah, twenty one really I remember fun. playing twenty one and that it was pretty good too. Yeah, no, definitely. Um yeah, and so we've just been having incredible games of twenty one where we we just we'll we'll play like five games, you know, in the evening and we'll just we'll just like try to destroy each other. Um and it's been it's been really fun. I don't know. I've 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 really enjoyed it. Um so, I don't know. It's, yeah, it was, it's kind of I've kind of been having a a sports renaissance, I guess, uh, just because I, I've. Yeah, I I mean I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I've been having sort of a like a reflective thing. This doesn't have too much to be 
uh, too much to do with sports, more of like the shelter in place, but like all the extra time we get to spend with family, like we really shouldn't take it for granted. You know, like I've been watching a ton of TV with my brother who, you know, I, I spent time with, but we didn't spend this much time with each other up until now. And I'm in a position where it's like, I'm about to probably move out soon, like not soon, but hopefully sooner than later. Right. And kind of move on with adult life. And I like a part of me has just been like kind of retrospective where I've been like, man, this time is really special. Like it's, it's, it's giving us a chance to sort of say goodbye to that past. And I mean, it's not on topic, but I just, I've really been thinking about it and being like the sports, the time spending outside and like Glenn and I biking together. Yeah. It's been really awesome. Like it's, it's an important part of like being a kid. Yeah, for sure. So didn't mean to go off on that tangent a hundred percent. No, no. I mean, I mean, I kind of feel, yeah, I feel the same way. It's been really interesting to, to, I guess like, it, it reminds me of summer in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it is summer, so. I, I guess, but, like, summer when you're a kid. Yeah, you yeah. You know, you're kind of, I don't know, it's interesting. Um, I, I've been really enjoying the time um, that I've that I've spent with, with my family, for sure. It's good. Well, I want to kind of wrap up with the death of sports for me personally, <laughs> um, and then we'll kind of talk about watching sports and what that what that's like. But I got to say that my time with football uh, in high school really put a stamp in it for me saying like sports are not for me and I'm not really, I don't really like them. Mm -hmm. And never have I played a sport that I wanted to love more, which I think is what made it so hard for me when I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Um, I gave like a whole chunk of my time, my uh, freshman year going into sophomore just practicing I put in the hours for football and I remember the preseason started like spring of I'm sorry I think it was my sophomore year spring of my sophomore year and the preseason went all the way to fall where the actual season started we were back in school so I I gave like all of the beginning of spring into summer my summer break I went to practice four or five days a week right and then all the way into the fall and it was like I would I was just a hundred percent committed to this sport I was not good (laughs) I was trying to lose weight and so I I lost a little I guess but I definitely got stronger playing it and it was one of the most frustrating experiences where the coaches were constantly being switched out um I think the hardest thing for me to kind of take in was I gave so much time to the preseason, right? Mm. And all the star players didn't play the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Which drove me crazy. Like, because we, we hustled for all of spring trying to get ready for the summer practices. Summer shows up, and suddenly there's all these new people that weren't there for the preseason. But they had been there the year before. They were already athletic. They were already good at the sport, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess they just didn't need to be there. And they were kind of jerks about it, too. And I was like, well, I put in all this time, and now I have to sit on the bench, right? And so my friends and I became a little jaded who who kind of were new to the sport, right? And were sticking out for the preseason. And then what ended up happening is my friends, who were kind of nerdy, 
sort of just didn't do anything during practice. They spent a lot of time near the Gatorade water thing, and they were sort of hiding from the drills. And a part of me wanted to be that way, but another part of me was being called out by the coaches saying, run the drills. And my friend somehow still got to sit on the sideline. So I ran the drills terribly. I was not very good. Uh, I learned to sweat that summer. Um, <laughs> I used to just turn red. And that season broke me because the um, the bowl at my high school is actually 10 degrees hotter than surface level temperatures. Ooh, right. So yeah. you spent like the summer in this overheated arena and... You just, I, I never smelled so horrible in my life, dude, <laughs> like playing this thing. And it all culminated up to a season that began and I played two games out of like, you know, 12, mm-hmm. right, that I actually stuck around for. And what was even more frustrating is that the coaches' calls were so moronic. Like I didn't even, I didn't, I'm like, I'm no football expert, but it's like, and I've probably said this on the show before. These coaches would call a pass play when we had never made a play with a pass. Like our only plays for distance on the on the football field were running the ball. Right. With our uh it's not the quarterback, but the guy next to him, running back. Our running back was incredible. He could like get through crowds of people. He was very good. He was a good player and he was a nice guy too. I liked our running back. His name was Dylan. Um but what was so frustrating is that they'd they'd have these horrible calls cuz they were just dads who love football, you know, whatever. And they had no idea how to play the game. And the other thing is, is that they would put me in positions that I had never practiced because someone got injured. And I don't, I like it was, they legit put me on center one game and I just got pummeled for the entire game. Mm. Now, the only claim to fame that I have with this sport is that every game I played, we won. So we won two out of the 12 games we played. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Every other game we lost because our coaches were terrible, right? And I don't even know what my contribution did to winning. But at a certain point, I got a concussion during practice towards the end of the season. There were three games left. I was supposed to sit out two weeks uh, to recover by the doctor's note. And I just said, you know what? I'm out. Like, I am I gave all my time, and now I'm injured. It's not like I'm going to get to play anyways. I'm not going to go to practice and sit there and get water for people. Yeah. Like, that's such a stupid waste of time. And then the entire team, which I thought were kind of my friends, basically just said, for, like, like they just wouldn't talk to me. They ghosted me. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Like, it's not my fault I had to sit out. So there was the social pressure of it. Sure, I wasn't good at the game. But it was like, that was the sport where I was like, I'm willing to commit the rest of my time in high school to playing this and get better. I know I'm not a star player, but it was like, I'm willing to give it all for this game. And I felt like super burned by it. Yeah. yeah. And like at that point I was like, sports aren't my thing, you know? And so then it kind of moved me to a point and it's a sad point because it's kind of the point that most of these guys that committed themselves to the sport were pushed to anyways is you become an adult and your only options for the sport are the outdoor activities that you're talking about, the fun kind of like throwbacks to childhood or watching the sports. And all these guys that played football with me, they're huge football fans. They watch football. That's all they ever get to do. You know, none of them made it to like any pro league or got anywhere in college football. And even if you make it to college football, you don't do anything with it. Right. Right. They're not going pro. So it leaves 
you with this desire to watch the sport. So Cameron, I wanted to ask you, which if there's a sport you have to watch or is there a sport that you watch that you enjoy on TV? Well, I've well, weirdly I've been uh I've been interested in like MMA. Um every now and then I'll get like a kick uh out of watching like MMA matches. Um the only problem is there a lot of the good ones are pay-per-view obviously. So either you have to go to like a sports bar or you have to, you know, get a ton of friends cuz they're expensive or whatever, you know. So like that doesn't happen very often. And I don't I don't like seek it out, you know. It's not like something that I'm sure sure that I'm like, "Oh, I need to watch this, you know, this MMA match." Um uh but I I'll watch I'll watch football. Um I enjoy the sort of like strategy of football. Um you know, it can be a really boring game or it could be a really interesting game. I don't really like the I don't know. I I'm not into into like the preseason games or like the the like anything before the playoffs really. Um and to me football is always best like like if you're with other people who are like into the teams, you know what I mean? So like, so like when the, um, when the Niners were, uh, yeah, in the Super Bowl, um, I didn't get to watch the Super Bowl, but the playoff games, uh, a bunch of them, you know, me and me and coworkers would, would watch them, you know, after work or whatever, you know? And so that was fun. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was like more of a social gathering than like I actually cared about uh them winning i guess like i the thing is like i i understand football i know the game like fairly well um but for the most part i i just don't care about like following it you know yeah sure, um sure. so you know that's that's kind of that's kind of it for me uh i did watch the the michael jordan documentary that was fantastic um so you know i guess that does that count? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't know. It w- I, I think I'm in the same place because I played football. Like, I get the game, so it's a good backdrop for a social gathering. But other than that, I wouldn't go out of my way. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think fighting, as violent as it is, it you like, you don't need to understand a lot to know what's going on. Yeah, anymore. yeah, it's true. You know? Yeah. Competitive fighting, it's like it's very visceral. You watch it and you know exactly what's happening. And it's a ton of fun too. I mean, it's like it's like really interesting to see. It's like kind of a thrill ride the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, there, I guess there are some matches that are kind of weak where you know people are just like they're backing off and they're not trying to engage, and that that's always kind of boring. But like, um, I I don't know. I love I love seeing the like, you know they'll size each other up and they'll, they'll put two and two together and like one will, will figure out, you know, how to counter and, you know, it's just fun. Like you can see, you can see what's going on. Like you said, did you go to that fighting event with me and Scott? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Floyd Mayweather versus, uh, whoever else it was, who was it? I don't know. That was a while ago, but that was a great event to go. I think that was probably the, the coolest sporting event that I've ever went to. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Because I've been to a, a couple different other games and and seen stuff, but I don't know. Actually, being at the event is just all right for me. I I don't get. That's the thing. Like I'm not gonna yell. Like I'm not gonna yell and cheer. Oh wait, People you like actually went to a, to a boxing match? 
We went to one. I th- no, 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 no. I thought you were talking about the one um, at his house where we watched. No, I actually went to a real a match with Scott. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I thought you were there with me, but it must have been someone else. No, I don't think I was. Maybe it was uh, David Allman. No, I actually went to a fighting one. It was it was crazy cool. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds fun. Did you know there's like a a huge MMA gym in like right down the street from where I live? No, I didn't. Yeah, in San Jose, it's like it's like crazy. It's like really close. I think it's called um, American Kickboxing Gym. Um, huh. Oh yeah, American Kickboxing Academy. I think that's what it is. Um, that's always some. That, that's like a sport I've always wanted to try, uh, just to get into like training and sparring a little bit. I mean, I figured I, I'm I'm only going to acquire age old wisdom at this point, as as many books as I do read. My brain development is probably lit a li- as far as it's going to develop quickly. Sure, you know. So might as well get in a ring and box it out a little bit. Yeah, may as well just get some brain damage while you're out there. <laughs> you probably already have some sure. from that concussion. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm already lo- I'm already losing. Did it, you know it only so. takes one concussion to have serious brain damage? No, <laughs> but that explains a lot. <laughs> anyways, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like we've kind of just went on. Tangents. I I don't mind watching um, basketball, but I think what's cool about sports is that the best, like for me, the best ones you can kind of just pick up and play in a casual, social way. And and sports kind of have this way of coming back around, right? As you get older, you know, if you if you end up having kids. They kind of resurge, or or they're just a point of connection with people, and I think that sort of cultural relevance, as much bitterness as I might have from my own sporting experiences in high school, like it's not to be discredited, you know. Like there's something great about the way that you're playing sports with your brothers again, even though it's this simple, like uh, weird version of basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. And so there wasn't a lot of a huge game plan going into this episode. Um, but just talking about sports, like, I don't know. Like, Cameron, do you have any other final thoughts on it? or? Um, well, I feel, like, I feel like in most of my life, I've kind of, I don't know. I guess I've kind of been, um... I don't want to say opposed to, but like just kind of adversarial to to sports in general. It was just like, oh, sports, they're for people who are dumb. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, yeah. uh, And I think think that's just a bad attitude to have, I guess. Um, I'd say, you know, there are some interesting things in sports. Like my favorite thing to do uh, regarding sports is like, like looking up weird facts and like mishaps with with you know with sporting events like there's so many crazy there's so much crazy stuff that happened like um uh remember when uh randy johnson uh pitched a ball into a bird uh i mean like that's crazy 
Uh, I, I don't even know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, look up that video. It's it's insane. He like throws a pitch and a bird flies by and he just like, it just like explodes in feathers. It's insane. Um, Yikes. You know, I, I remember, I remember, I think I was watching the game when I was like a, uh, a kid, um, watching the game when Sammy Sosa like broke his corked bat, um, you know, which is totally illegal. It, it, you know, it's, it makes the bat lighter and you have, you know, it, it gives you an advantage and blah, blah, blah. And so he was cheating. He was like totally caught red handed cheating. And I just remember that being like a huge scandal. And so like that, that I love the, the like drama of it, you know, m- maybe I won't necessarily watch, keep up with sports or watch sports, you know, normally, but I, I do, there is something kind of, um, intriguing about like the the lore of it i guess you know what i mean there's there's something there there's fun drama and fun you know fun things that you can you you could find out like i don't know it's it's just i would just give it a second shot if you if you always thought it was boring you know give it give it a chance yeah no i i think there's some good takeaways from it and i think to neglect sports as much as Cameron and I have wanted to in the past is actually cutting you off from some social value, yeah. you know? Uh, and so, and so I think finding a way to connect in that regard is useful. And I've found that as much as I, you know, probably shouldn't like football that much. It's the one that I would probably rather I, I'd, I'd watch, you know, that's the one I watch with people and that's the one I'm able to connect with. Yeah. I think it's just, it, for me, it's still hard when people are like, Oh, you know, these stats, you know, these players, I'm like, not at all. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I don't know, Yeah. but I'll, I'll tell you what I think of what I'm seeing, you know? And so, yeah, I, I think there's fun to be had still in sports and yeah. Cameron, how do you, how do you take in, and, and this is, there's obviously plenty of sports podcasts and things talking about this, but like how sports evolve over time culturally, but also like their rule sets. Like I've, I've heard some, some things about how hockey has been very proactive at making their rule set modern and, and evolve in a, I guess in a, in a, in a way that makes the game better. Whereas like baseball is kind of stuck in its ways. Like, have you heard anything about that? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think, I think baseball for a long time has, has had like, there's like a romanticism with it. Like, like it's very interested in the tradition of baseball in a lot of ways. Um, of like, you know, Oh, we have to keep the rules the same because this is how we've always done it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and so like for a long, long, long time, they didn't have replays. Um, do you know about this? No, so, no, I didn't. Actually. So, uh, you know how, you know, in football, they'll call, you know, the coaches will, will say, you know, review the play or whatever, you know, they're, they're not sure if, if he was out or not or blah, blah, blah. Um, and so all the, all the refs will go over and, and they'll, they'll review the monitor and they'll say, you know, they'll, they'll make a decision based on the, based on the video evidence. Um, well, baseball for a very long time, uh, refused to do the same thing. So it was like the, um, the umpires, uh, like that was it. That was their judgment, you know? And, and it was like, that was that there was no, you know, there was no reviewing monitors. There was no, 
you know, they didn't counsel. All they did was, you know, if you, if the umpire saw it, the umpire saw it, you know, regardless of the, uh, of the actual physical evidence, you know? And so they, they, they changed that fairly recently. Um, but I mean, yeah, there, there's a long tradition of, of baseball being kind of archaic, I guess. Um, so yeah, there's like a, a historical tradition with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Obviously, you know, if you're a sports fan, this might be a little bit of a cringe episode for you or we we don't come with that understanding, but I think that's why us talking about our experience with sports might bring a, a new light or a different perspective. We're not telling you should like them more or dislike them more. Um, but I do think the thesis around their importance and and how they can provide something good is significant despite our own disdain for sports in the past, right? Yeah. And and I and I think that's kind of a point we wanted to hit. And you know, sports can be fun especially when you're stuck inside so much, so <laughs> something to consider, right? Yeah, but there are no sports. Um, well, maybe go play some with someone. Yeah, I agree. That's my thought. Anyways, Cameron, I think that wraps it up for our sports episode. Uh, did you want to say anything else? Uh, no. When do you not want to say anything else? Love each that, other. I think that's love each other. Oh, thank you. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. Hey, I just want to give a quick update as well. I know last episode I was talking about how I was going to prepare something special for Patreon, a video thing on video games. Well, I lost all that footage <laughs> because I built a new computer. Dang. And the footage did not come with it. And I wiped my disc. And there's no way it's coming back. So I'm still thinking about what I want to do <laughs> for the video game stuff. I don't know if I should try to edit it. Or Cameron, do you think I should start live streaming instead? Is that something that would be fun? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I guess you could, li- you could, you could think about live streaming. I don't know. Would that be too much work, though? I don't know. Honestly, dude, like live streaming to me sounds like less work. I know that sounds weird. I'm just familiar with OBS, so it's like you just start playing the game, right? The stuff is set up. It works once you get it all optimized. There's no post-editing. You just kind of play it. You know, it's not it's not a work of art by any means. But maybe the format for the video essays that I want to try can be experimented with in that sense. I, I just think building a Twitch audience is so much more obnoxious than... <laughs> than doing YouTube. I, I'm not sure why, but hmm. for me, that's that's what I think. But who knows? I, I still want to do something related to ga- to gaming. Um, but I apologize. I know I had promised something was going to happen, and now I lost all the footage. Of course, <laughs> technical difficulties have been plaguing everything comes from something, it seems. Yeah, we can't get away from it. To this Even today, we, uh, we had a really rough time trying to... Uh, trying to get this episode started and it wasn't my fault what this time. a surprise it was not it was mine i take full responsibility that's all i'll i'll leave it at that so <laughs> anyways we hope all you guys are staying safe uh, and healthy and taking care of yourself and hopefully playing some outdoor sports uh, you can always reach us reach out to us through patreon ask us questions uh reach out anyways even if you're not on patreon because apparently we're accepting those black market requests <laughs> Although I do not think that I will be answering any more questions from JD. Nothing like um, loving and appreciating our friends with 
complete disdain. <laughs> if that makes sense. I know it was weird and paused, but I really want to pick the right words for that. Mm. So we love you guys and we will see you next week. Everything Comes From Something is a fully fan-funded podcast that happens because of listeners like you. And a huge shout-out to our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you for supporting the show. I know I've been saying that part for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes, but seriously, you guys have been a huge blessing for making sure this podcast continues to go. Remember, if you want to support the show just like they do, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. Throw a couple dollars away. Get a couple benefits. Remember, all the benefits, if you're a Patreon, are done through Patreon. Patreon Messenger. Yes, you can just shoot us a message right there and boom. We'll see it. We'll put it on air. Um, that's that's how it works. Take advantage of those Again, if you don't have money, totally cool. I know. I'm a broke college kid. I get it. You can just tell friends and family. Spread the word about the show. It's a little weird. It's a little quirky. It's a little different. Maybe someone, uh, some of the people or your friends will like it. And you can always give us a rating on iTunes. That seriously helps. Again, we thank you guys for all the support that you give us. We love you, and we will see you next week.